0: Thank you for listening to this message, brought to you by the audio ministry of Lighthouse Baptist Church in Schenectady, New York. For more great content, please visit us at lighthousebaptist.org. Now let's open our hearts and minds to the Word of God. Preaching God's Word today, again, this is not... Uh, this is not a message probably that you've heard before and it's probably not one that um, uh, expository wise where you'd say well that's profound but it is a truth that uh, I think we need to all understand especially as we move forward in this church and as this church moves forward with or without me um, it's important to understand your position in the church and uh, how important you are to the body of Christ and, and so I thought I would talk about this, um, this the name of this message is shoe for your star Shoot for your star. And I'm going to share with you why uh, this is so important for us right now, especially in this day and age as uh, uh, as we approach the coming of Christ. So, Father, thank you, Lord, for your love for us. Thank you for all that you've done in putting up with us, Lord, in order to place us in your presence, to give us eternal life, coming to die for us, showing mercy on our blackened souls and then given us grace all that we don't deserve we thank you jesus for everything that you did all the blood that you shed for every sinner and sin in this world and lord now as we're so grateful for the gift that we've received through christ we want to be the stars you've called us to be star witnesses of our savior who came into our lives and changed us forever and if there's anybody here today, Lord, that's unsaved, doesn't know for sure if they were to die and go to heaven, that God would say, come on in. Uh, may this be the day their life is changed. May this be the day they find eternal life. But more importantly, they find their Savior that will help them through this life into the next life and never leave them or forsake them. So, Father, I thank you for every opportunity it is to preach the gospel. And thank you for every opportunity it is to minister to people, and we thank you for all of this in Jesus' name, Amen. Daniel twelve. I'm going to ask you to stand, and read, as we read this, sometimes when you get some of the senses involved in reading the Word of God, it helps you to memorize it a little bit better or remember it a little bit easier. I'm just going to read one through four, uh, Daniel 12, 1 through four, and then I'll expound upon or a little bit about what we're what's happening here, but. And at that time shall Michael stand up, and the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people, and there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation, even to that same time. And at that time thy people shall be delivered, every one that shall be found written in the book. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. And they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. We thank God for the word of God. Amen. Amen. Isn't it so precious that we can know a little bit about what's coming ahead of us? Amen. Uh, you may be seated. Amen. I believe we are down to the last few days of history. I, I believe that with all of my heart. Um, I, I'm sure there's many other preachers maybe that don't believe that, um, but I believe we are. I believe we're down to the last days. I believe that this the, the worldwide stuff that's happening right now is a sign that Christ is getting ready to return. And there, um, never before has things, uh, at, uh, how do I put this, uh, in affected the world like it does, like these cell phones that we hold in our hands. Do you realize that there are 6.86 billion people with cell phones now? I mean, there's uh, yeah, with cell phones now in the world. It's amazing, isn't it? So if you want to see the witnesses in Jerusalem, everybody's going to be able to see them, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing how this has happened. Like uh, the, It's transformed who we are, how we act, how we uh, socialize with each other is this uh, internet industry and all of the social products that we have now with Facebook, Instagram, and all these other things. It's amazing. So I believe we, I have been thinking a lot about what's ahead of us um, and at, when you get this age, 67, I just turned that a couple months ago, uh, you think a lot about what's in store for yourself and what's in store for your ministry and your life and the days ahead. Because uh, you know you're in your last trimester and you want to do as much as you can for Christ in these last days. So I want to be, be useful for Jesus Christ, obviously, until he takes me home. And this being said, I don't want any of us any of us, losing faith or hope or lose sight of why we're here. Right? We are here to reach the world for Christ. We're here to teach the words of Christ and to preach the way to Christ. Uh, Those are the basic three steps. That's it, right? Just reach the world for Christ, teach the words of Christ, and then preach the way to Christ. So obviously, if there's anybody in this sanctuary today that doesn't know absolutely for sure they're saved, this would be the day to really think about that. Right? You're underneath the preaching of God's Word right now, and I am a servant of Christ doing the best I can, right, to give this Word or to help you understand the Word that's before us. In 1998, I was voted in as a pastor at Village Bible church in Fonda, New York amazing how many years ago that was and when they voted it was almost unanimous vote but there was a couple uh, there was two no votes in it, and it disappointed me but that's the way it was and later uh, then uh, they said that they uh, were wrong for voting that way because at that time their marriage was in, in trouble and they helped and helped them uh, you know bring their marriage back to uh, closeness again and, and back with their God and so uh so technically I had the unanimous vote before, uh, before it was even there, before it was even voted. But, but before they voted me in, they made up a survey sheet, and they're asking the congregation these two questions. And I thought they were interesting. As a matter of fact, I laminated it, and I have it in my, I have a preaching book, and I have an iPad that I preach out of two, two different things. And then my Bible has full of messages in it where I could preach with just the Bible uh, if, I'm just, if I'm on the road or in a foreign country. I want to be always ready in season and out season to preach the word of God no matter where I am. In uh, fact, it brought back a memory just now. I was over. I was in that. Was uh, my son was uh, there's a man across the street. He's a Filipino, and I've been to the Philippines three times. And one of the times they asked me to go up to preach into the jungles in Mindoro, and they had to go across the and a ferry across into the uh, into really a really hard area. And then uh, we parked. Uh, well, my wife got sick on the way over there, and she had to stay there at, right at where the boat launched, in a room, and a pastor's wife was going to take care of, in a foreign land, in a third world country, <laughs> and, uh, and then they drove me six hours up into this mountain, into the jungle, to preach to the natives up in there, and I went all the way up in there into that jungle area, and, uh, uh, with a pastor that was with me and a few other uh, people that were traveling missionaries with me. We went up and we preached and uh, and uh, it was a great day except for my wife was back six hours down at the base of the mountain sick. And then as we left there, it, it was amazing. There's no there's no electricity, no light poles, no nothing, right? And we come out and at the end we're driving down the road and, and the lights come out and all of a sudden this militia comes out in front of us and there's like six or seven guys with uh, AR-15s, and they stopped by the truck, and uh, and I looked, and uh, I, said, uh, I said to the pastor, I said, what's happening? He says, I'll, I'll take care of it. Hang on. And all that could go through my mind was, this is it. We're done. I'm done, and my wife doesn't even know. She's sitting back in her, in her room down there, and she has no idea what's going on, and uh, I hear I could be uh, shot to death up there, but... Uh, uh, but it was, a, it was a trip that uh, brought some realization to the, uh, the frailty of life. And why do we do what we do? And we do it because of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we want people saved to the other most parts of the earth. And sometimes you have to face some uh, dangerous uh, situations like that. And that's one of the few that I've ever had to. But it was one that got my attention. Like, Why am I in this ministry? What am I doing? Why am I following Jesus, and why am I putting my life on the line? And I tell you the truth today, is because I love him. He saved my soul. And he's saved a lot of people in my family. And he continues to save people. So, be- so before they voted me in, they made up a survey sheet asking the congregation these two questions, and here it was. What direction would you like the church to go in? And the second one, what would you like to see in a pastor? Yes, I thought they were legitimate. I keep that in my preaching book wherever I go. I keep it in there because I want to remember my first, my first love, my first moments that when I came to Christ and, and my first moments when I stepped into the pulpit and became a preacher. And I wanted to carry that with me. I carried it with me over in Mindora. I carried it with me every place I've ever been on the planet. Just remember those two. What, what direction would you like the church to go in? What would you like to see in a the pastor? There were about 40 voting members at that time and their answers were very interesting as everyone had their own opinions. But the answers on one survey caught my attention and my heart. Their answers still challenge me almost 30 years later today to this day and stay with me and they stay with me and I keep my eyes fixed on that goal. I have no idea who wrote it to this day but but here was his or her answers to two questions. What direction would you like the church to go in? They said Working as if every service will be the last before Christ returns. Right? Working as if every service will be the last before Christ returns. And that's exactly how I feel about a church. Every church service should be as if it's the last one we have here on earth. Right? Where we want to give as much glory to God as we can and save as many souls as we can uh, before he returns. And they said, what would you like to see in a pastor? They said, a true man of God, Holy Spirit-filled, loving, caring, preaching salvation every service. One thing that I've always admired, admired at this church because it's so much like our church is us, I never end the message without giving the gospel. you know I think it's very very important i and now I've, I've I've been to many churches and seen where the gospel is never even given um, it's It's clear but it's, an invitation is not given. I believe an invitation is important. I believe it's important to allow a person an opportunity to make a decision for Christ exactly. and to, and to try to uh, help that help them get through that decision as best we can. This is all I've ever wanted for my church and for uh, from the very day I was called into ministry, a church desperate to reach lost souls for Jesus and to be a spirit-filled, loving, caring church for people, all right, for Jesus' sake, because that's why he came. He came for people. Everyone's different. Every soul is precious. And uh, we are to love them all. And these have always been my two goals for all these many years, and I don't want it to change right now for any, for any reason. I, I want to finish strong in those areas. Do you? That's where we want to finish strong. I want, to, I want that for you. I want that for this church. And like I said, regardless of whether I'm your pastor or whether somebody else is your pastor, you know, I, it, it, the votes are votes. I know how that goes. It's not. I just want to serve the Lord as best I can wherever I am uh, to the fullest potential that I have and with the talents he's given me to the very end, to my very last breath. And I know I'm 67, but I still feel I have some gas in the tank, and I want to burn it up for Jesus. Amen? Amen. So I believe, I can honestly say that uh, Saving Souls has always been my life's priority and mission since I started, and, and since even being saved in 1986. I remember in 1986 I got saved, the very next day I went in and led one of my employees to the Lord. I had no idea what I was talking about. I just went in there blind and dark and unknowledgeable, ignorant, and just said, I got saved last night. I just know my sins are forgiven. I know you need to be saved. you want to get saved? And they, they said yes. Uh, she said yes. And uh, she still supports us to this day, all these, all these many years later. So pray we all make it our life's ambition to be usable for him. right? So why did I choose these verses in Daniel? It's because of Daniel 12.3. If you look at at that again, it says, And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. That's an amazing verse. I want to challenge you all to shoot for your star. Shoot for your star. God threw up the Bible. Listen to me very carefully. He put a lot of emphasis on the stars. A lot of emphasis on the stars. He made them and, and implies and implied every star was made for a name to be put on it. That's what's implied. So for Psalm 147.4 says, He telleth the number of the stars, he calleth them all by their names. He told Abraham in Genesis 15.5, Look now toward heaven and tell the stars, if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. I believe there's a star shining in heaven with my name on it. And I believe there's a star shining in heaven with every believer's name on it. Uh, Stars have great insignificance to God and to us, especially in these end days. And that's what we're talking about here. I believe every believer has a star in heaven with their name on it. And thus the reason I have not entitled this message, Shoot for the Stars. No, I'm saying shoot for your star. It appears in Daniel 11 in the end days that the Antichrist with uh, the Egyptians and much of the Arab world, including the Russians, will be involved in a major war that will center right in on Israel and be against Israel. And I think you're seeing the stages of that set right now. As this war rages on in the Middle East, in the middle of the tribulation, the Antichrist turns its wrath against Israel, and then it gets really ugly, really fast. May I just warn you today, today, this morning... There's a lot of bad things going on, but when it really gets bad, it's going to get bad really fast. Really fast. You see, uh, the Bible refers to as a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation. Um, It's going to get ugly. It's going to get ugly fast. It's going to get very bad very quickly, folks. And it's going to come very quickly. Uh, We are getting close. The Holocaust fails in comparison to what is coming for Israel. In comparison, I'm telling you, the world will shudder at the attempts to exterminate the Jews. And, the, and Hitler will look like a pope compared to the Antichrist. And this is, these are the things that are coming. These are the things that are written in the Bible that were prophesied in Daniel, and a and part, part of them are being fulfilled right now. It will, look like, it will look like Israel will definitely be erased from history and exterminated off the face of the earth, except for one fact that the Bible says God will intervene through the archangel Michael and deliver Israel. Right? It's coming. Deliverance is coming. Daniel says God will providentially protect and preserve the nation of Israel during the tribulation as Paul alluded to in Romans eleven twenty six. 26. He says, so called Israel shall be, and so all Israel shall be saved as it is written, there shall come out of Zion the deliverer and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. It all revolves around this tribulation that's coming. At the beginning of the tribulation, the calling away or the rapture uh, will happen and the church is resurrected. At the end of the tribulation, there will be the resurrection of the Old Testament saints. At the end of the thousand-year millennial reign, all the unsaved will stand before Jesus as their great white throne judgment and the great white throne uh, judgment as told about in Revelation 20, 11 through 15, and where they will hear those dreadful words, that are recorded into the Bible, I never knew you, depart from me, you were right. that Amen. work iniquity. Right. That actually breaks my heart. I've actually had dreams, nightmares about that. Not from him saying it to me, but him to saying it to some of my family members. I just can't imagine what that would be like, to think that you did good or tried to do good and never gave your life to Christ and have to stand before Jesus himself and hear him say, I never knew you. Because he's the one that thrusts. You know, he's the one that sends them off. Then we come to verse 3. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever forever and ever. Those who are truly wise by their faith in Christ and obedient to God are the ones that are going to shine the brightest. They'll be in the resurrections in the resurrection, shining as bright, brightness of the firmament. Now I, I, the thought is that in the coming kingdom of God, those who know Jesus Christ will shine in the heavens. That's the thought. Just like the stars at night, they will shine bright, turning many to righteousness. And I thought about that about the witness, our witness, how important our witness is in this world today, You know, how God took us pulled us out of the miry clay and placed, placed our feet on solid ground. Yeah. And that witness that we have in yeah. us, right, f- that comes from us to others around seeing what God has done with us. Practically speaking, this is written to those who in their lifetime have been wise in winning souls to Jesus Christ and turning many to righteousness simply by the brightness they have of Christ in their life. Proverbs 11 and 30 says, The fruit of righteousness is the tree of life, and he that winneth souls is wise. They will shine as the brightness of the heavens, as the stars forever. Then in verse 4, right, God tells Daniel, Shut up the words and seal the book, even till the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. You know, God made it clear He would blind Israel until the dreadful days of the tribulation. However, during the tribulation, the time of the end, God will open their blind eyes and there will be a mass conversion of the Jews to Jesus Christ. It will be unprecedented. I don't know, I can't put it all together in this, in this mind of mine because it's just not capable of doing that. But I just know that God is going to do some major saving in Israel in the end days and I praise God for that. I pray for them every day. I pray for the peace of Jerusalem every day. The nation of Israel is presently blind to the truth of Christ and the end time events. But there is coming a day when they're going to know him. However, that day is coming when they will begin to search the scriptures and their knowledge of Christ, they, uh, and the things to come shall be revealed to them, and they will know Jesus as who he is. But until that time, any Jew can still be saved, right? Simply by witnessing the stars that shine now for Jesus Christ. You know who those stars are? Us. Us. Those that are born again, those who have received Jesus Christ as their Savior. Those who have had their sins forgiven. Those by the grace of God have been given eternal life. I believe there's a star waiting or representing every believer in heaven. Therefore, we will have some explaining to do. Now think about that. We will have some explaining to do at our arrival in heaven if our star is not producing light for Jesus' sake right now. Like I said, you probably haven't heard a message like this before, but I want to tell you it's important to me to shine for Jesus. The stars are known for many scriptural purposes, and we are to be like the stars of heaven that everyone can see in this dark world for Jesus' sake. So, in other words, Jesus created you and saved you for the same purposes he created the stars for, and I want to share with you those four reasons why. There are four distinct purposes in the Bible for the stars that are in heaven, and they are the same purposes for us as believers in Christ. So here they are. Because I want us all to shoot for our stars and to shine for Jesus Christ. Number one, the stars are made for navigation. Stars were made for navigation. Yes, they were. The Bible says that, and Isaiah sixty-one and two: Arise, shine, for the light is come, and the glory of God of the Lord has risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, the gross darkness, the people, but the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. Right. In other words, we are to navigate people to Jesus Christ, like the stars navigate a ship in in, in the waters of the oceans to the, to the safe safe shore. Isaiah said, the Lord shall arise upon you and his glory shall be seen in you. Our first purpose as a star of Jesus Christ is to steer lost sinners to Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. It's our first purpose. A ship can find its way safely uh, to shore by simply navigating according to the stars in heaven. I don't know how they do that. Uh, I'm not a nautical person, but it's amazing to even think that they could do that. The lost ought to be able to do the same. They ought to be able to find their way to Jesus Christ by watching us. You know, we're to be witnesses. We're to reap, yes. But they ought to be coming the direction they're supposed to be coming in towards Jesus because of watching us. That's the whole purpose. We are the Lord's light and the Lord's lighthouses helping guide the lost to heaven's shore. That's who we are. We are the stars that help navigate the lost center through the storms and right to the feet of Jesus who calms the storms. We are to be the steering people out of the we are to be steering people out of darkness of the darkness of their sin and into the light of God. Shoot for your star. If our lights go out or we aren't shining brightly the lost will never find their way out of darkness. Because we are the light of the world now. Especially Jews. Ask yourself, how's your star doing? How many people are being navigated right now to Jesus Christ because of your star? Are people finding their way to Jesus because of you? That's the purpose. That's why we're here. Now secondly, stars are made for adoration. Adoration. It says, "Praise him, sun and moon, praise him, all ye stars of light." Psalm one forty-eight, verse three. Uh, stars showcase God's creative hand. That's what they do. We are to showcase our Creator. That everyone needs to see. And we know because of the scriptures that our Creator is none other than Jesus Christ. So stars are mesmerizing. They are spiritual thought igniters. They stimulate the wonder of God as our Creator in this finite mind. They just stimulate. Uh, When souls look to the skies at night, they can not help but wonder if there is a God. They were made to showcase our Creator and His creation. They were made to prompt us to pursue God, to pursue the truth in God's Word. Look at over, uh, in fact, turn over to Psalm 19. This is the first few verses of Psalm 19. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his his handiwork. Day unto day utter speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech uh, nor language where their voice is not heard. Do you realize on the earth, everybody can see the stars. Everybody can see God's handiwork. And all of the earth... Their line has gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun. It's an amazing passage of scripture. The stars were made by God to debunk the man-made theories. Like evolution, this big bang nonsense that has been debunked now, right? They were made to validate God in his word to show us that he is Without any doubt, our creator and our, uh, our sustainer. A life has the God. Uh, Job's friend was mesmerized with the height of them. He said this in Job twelve twenty two twelve. 22, 12. Is not God in the height of heaven? And behold, the height of the stars, how high they are. David was overwhelmed with the vastness of them. He said, when I consider the heavens, the work of the fingers, the moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained, what is man? <laughs> what is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? Psalm eight, three and four. Paul was struck by the uniqueness of the stars. Right? There's none; they're all different. Every star is different, like snowflakes. Right? He said, "How could not?" He said, "How could no, uh, two stars, uh, no two stars, be alike in some way?" He said this in First Corinthians fifteen, forty, and forty-one. Uh, there are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial, but the glory of the celestial is one and the glory of terrestrial is another. There's one glory of the sun and another glory of the moon and another glory of the stars. For one star differ from another star in glory. Did you see, him? he's going like, these are so unique. It's amazing, isn't it? That's what Paul's saying. And then Jesus himself said this in Revelation 22 16. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David. Why? The bright and the morning star, and by the way, that's the main reason why the King James is so important to me because Satan is called the Bright Morning star, and some of these other versions are at least similar to that you know the new james uh, the new James Webb telescope have you seen anything like that in the news lately it is I mean it's amazing you have to see this it's just, it's just shown now sending back the pictures from the from the universe, you've never seen anything like this. You, have, you, got, you, got, you got Google, Google it. You have to see this stuff, right? It's images never before seen of the of the universe in its breathtaking beauty. It's beyond anything we ever imagined, and that's that's where our God, that's our God who created that. That's where and He's above that, where He dwells. It's amazing, isn't it? What God has done. So stars are for navigation, right? We are to lead people to the bright morning star. Stars are for adoration. We are to showcase our creator in all that we do in our lives. And then thirdly, stars are made for constellation. Uh, now what do I mean by that? Well, Isaiah 139 9-10 says this, Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, cruel both with wrath and fierce anger, to lay the land desolate, and he shall destroy the sinners thereof out of it. For the stars of heaven and the constellations thereof shall not give their light; the sun shall be darkened in his going forth, and the moon shall not, and the moon shall not cause her light to shine. Yeah, these are dreadful! This is a dreadful passage. But what he's saying is, this uh, stars. Each star is set in a perfect position by God to point to certain events. Their constellations. In other words, He put them in places so that. Uh, we would understand certain events. They're just not just flung out into the universe. Uh, in other words, he uses them to confirm timelines. Numbers 24, 17, I shall see him, but not now. I shall behold him, but not nigh. There shall come a star of Jacob, and a scepter uh, shall rise out of Israel, and shall smite the corners of Moab, and destroy all the children of Seth. Matthew 2, 1 and 2, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, Behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, "What? Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east." And when they saw the star, what happened? They rejoiced with exceeding great joy. So our lives should reveal the constellation of our beliefs and all of our values that we hold dear to. Our lives should reveal and define the Savior that we serve and the Creator who is over us, just like the constellations we observe in the night sky, such as Aries or Taurus or Gemini or Cancer, Leo, Virgos, whatever all those are. Our life sh- should help the lost identify their Savior that we serve, the one we're all looking for and waiting for to return to us and take us back. And by the way, we've passed through those stars. It's amazing, isn't it? It's almost too much to comprehend. Which leaves me to the last point. The stars were made for illumination. Probably the most important point here, when I think about it. The light, they light up the night. They shine brightest in the dark night. That's our primary role in life as a Christian. Is that we are to shine the brightest in this very dark world for souls to see and believe. I believe it's the, uh, you know, the, the, it's the candle on the hill, too. I, I believe that's the very primary purpose of the church. This church was put here to shine in Schenectady, Gildeland, and Albany area. That's what it was put here for. So they, it's almost like, it, it, you can see it spiritually-wise, it's almost like they could look in the darkness and they'd see that this, this building is lit up. I mean, we come in here last night and it's all lit up. Parking lots lit up. We come in and I'm thinking it's almost like we found our safe shore. You know, as we came in from a, up in the dark skies flying in a plane. We are to shine the brightest in this very dark world. Jesus said this, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. This is the whole point, my friends, of this message. It is to prod you. With what's the most important thing in your life as a Christian. That's to let your light shine bright for Jesus. That's to let this church shine the brightest for Jesus. He wants all men to see him. He wants all men to be saved. He uses us to do that. We are his stars. We are his star witnesses. He's looking for you to continue to be bright stars for him here in Schenectady and Guilford and in Albany area. The worst biblical area in all of the United States. The least spiritual area. That's where we're planted. This is where, why you're here. And that's why he's kept you here. He's still having mercy on these people in this area. He's still giving them a chance to be saved. He's looking for each of us to continue to be bright stars for him. Until the end times, when he takes us out of here. And then the offer of salvation is done. You know what happens to us? Sin causes bright stars to turn dim or even go out. We have to watch our lives. God forbid that happens to any one of us in these days ahead. That we allow this sinful world to take over us. You know, to become and dim our lights. Peter said, "We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto you do well, that you take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn that the day star arise in your heart." Second Peter 1:19. You know, one of my favorite parts of uh, fireworks is the grand finale. We were um, in the house that we just left uh, a month and a half ago um it is it's up on a little hill in johnstone and they when they do the fireworks in johnstone they it's it's less than probably a hundred yards away is where they fire them off and when they come up and they fire up it blows up right in front of our porch it's it's not it's breathtaking i mean it is and it's also deafening it, you can't i like i mean you got to wear headphones or something just to just to set there but it's an amazing front seat, front seat that we had. And, uh, and, and friends, listen to me. This is it, folks. We're in the grand finale of history. Yes, we are. We're in the grand finale of history. We have the word of God, but time is running out. His word is more sure than the stars of heaven. And we, we will do well when we take heed to it and strive to do our job well. Shine brightly for others to see Jesus till he comes. So in closing, I make two appeals. Two appeals, and we're through. First, will your name be written on a star? If it isn't, I invite you now to call upon Jesus. Repent of your sins. Accept his invitation to be saved. Believe on him. Admit to Jesus your sinner. Tell him there's no way for you to save yourself from the penalty of your sin. Let him know that you know that, and that your sin debt, you understand now has been paid by Him that you must, the sin debt that you were supposed to pay. And then acknowledge Jesus paid that debt and, and offers to you eternal life and you're willing to accept it right now. You know, God loves you. He wants you to give you eternal life with Him both now and forever in heaven. He wants more stars out there shining brightly for Him. But God commended His love towards us in that while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life and then just accept the offer say yes to jesus accept him by faith and the free gift of eternal life he offers just accept it right and take it and then ask him to help you in this life ahead of you god says whosoever shall call upon the name of the lord shall be saved Are you ready to call? This would be the day right now. This would be the moment to call upon Jesus. And let him brighten up your life and be a star for him. If you'll sincerely pray right now for that and to save you from your sin, he'll receive you as your savior and you will be saved. Amen. And you'll be safe and secure. Now, my second appeal is to all of us who are believers all of us who have believed on Jesus Christ, how's your star shining? Think about that. What's your star look like to a lost world? How's it shining? I encourage you to make a recommitment today to shoot for your star. To shoot for the star he had anticipated for you that He wants for you. Re- recommit to navigating lost sinners to Jesus. Re- recommit this morning. Re- recommit to showcasing your beautiful Savior, how wonderful He is. Re- recommit to revealing the constellation of your beliefs and your value systems that we hold dear to all because of Him. And then re- recommit to illuminating Jesus in this dark dark and cruel world they need to see him right now it's up to us let's bow our heads I don't know if there's anyone here right now that's unsaved but I'm hoping that if there was one person here unsaved that they would give their life to Christ right now they would repent of their sins and trust on him as their savior so with every head bowed and every eye closed is there anyone here today that is not saved? Does not know for sure when they die to go to heaven and wants to know for sure they want to be saved? Is there anyone by the raised hand? I won't embarrass you, just raise your hand up. I, I truly want to be saved. I want to know Jesus Christ as my Savior. I want to be born again. Is there anyone at all by the raised hand in this sanctuary? With head still bowed and eyes still closed who's willing to say right now I'm ready to recommit I'm ready to recommit to being a bright star for Jesus amen I see your hand anybody else amen amen and amen 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 the altar's open the time is now lay it out before him in tongues the Savior, Lord Jesus, I know you're my Savior, but I want to shine brighter for thee in these days ahead. We hope that message was an encouragement to you. To stay up to date with us, please follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook at LBC's Connected If you would like more information on how heaven can be your home, please visit lighthousebaptist.org slash the gospel.